0: Oh,
1: well, as Banner Boy says, you don't come. Laugh, laugh. I do want good breakfast. Shall <laughs> you?
0: to another episode of Art Mythos.
1: African mythology told through art.
0: We're your hosts, Solomon and Adra.
1: Adra and Solomon.
0: Whichever way you want to say it. (laughs) And we're Adachi now.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. So it's been, it's been it's actually been a minute since we last did a podcast episode, episode True. nine. Um a lot has happened in that minute. We are now a as Solomon said.
0: Yes, we are, yes. Can we
1: you want are. tell them what a means?
0: So before we were SA Arts, which was you know Solomon and Adwoa SA Arts. But now, you know, we've been working together for a while and our connection is deeper, we understand each other a lot more and um so now Adechi is an amalgamation of our last names.
1: So Adebi, Ade, and Wachi, Adechi.
0: Adechi. We just thought, it. one, it sounded a lot more, you know, it
1: African sounds like a brand. and a
0: brand, yeah. and it ties more into sort of what we're trying to do.
1: Exactly, so. and it's not as generic, generic. should we yeah. say, yeah. as they are. So, yeah, we're now Adechi. Um... You know, same people, different name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same great work and more consistency and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah. And as we said, a lot has happened since our last video, our last podcast, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify. Um, Yeah. Last time we recorded on TikTok, we had like 8,000 followers. Now we have...
0: Oh, we have 115,000 followers and rising in search so,
1: here here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so it's been an amazing few months yeah and months? damn, it's been like three months, months
1: yeah. yeah and we just want to thank everybody that has literally joined us on this journey and followed us and supported us um especially if you're listening to this podcast and you've come from tiktok <laughs> thank you so much thank you for being patient as well because Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been a minute (laughs) you've been been asking for episodes and it's it's taken us a while but
0: it's here but it's here and we've got it and And we're ready for you yeah
1: and we've also sold sold like literally so many of our original paintings
0: yes we have Um, um yeah it's been amazing and you know we're glad that we can share our art with the world and other people and yeah, everyone's going to learn a lot exactly. more about the stories the thing, and the mythology
1: because yeah. with our art comes all the stories and all the folk tales and all the deities and it's like we're taking we're giving a piece of those stories to each person that buys our art and it's amazing so thank yeah. you
0: <laughs> yeah and I remember in the first episode we were talking about how Oh, we'll tell the stories of, you know, these artworks. And then when you guys buy it, then you get to know the stories and you can tell it to others. And now it's a reality. Yeah. You know? And yeah, we're just so proud of that. And we're proud of the progress
1: that we've made since the last video. <laughs> yes. So, yes.
0: Or well, since our <laughs> first video, especially.
1: Since our first video, especially because it's like nearly come up to a year since our first ever video. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. And nearly two years since we started this whole art journey so it's been amazing we love it
0: yes um we're also currently working on a new brand deal with uh pinterest, pinterest? it's our first brand deal it's, so we're yeah so happy. it's our
1: first ever paid sponsorship so i mean it's exciting we love pinterest we use it literally daily yeah. as you will see if you go onto our pinterest at a underscore mm-hmm. um you can see our mood boards you can see our inspiration you can you can even have a little sneak peek at some things we want to do in the future, like yeah. tote bags, stickers, books, so you know.
0: All that good stuff yeah. you get to see if you follow us on Pinterest as well. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> after that spiel. <laughs>
0: let's without <keep> <laughs> further ado, let's talk about this episode. Yes. Um so this week or this month, this episode, <laughs> um, we'll be focusing on Egyptian mythology, as promised.
1: As promised. As
0: promised, because it's the you know, pantheon which our homegirl Nefsis belongs to. Yeah. Yeah, Nessus has been sold. Um, So
1: thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, if you follow our TikTok, you would have seen our Have You Heard little snippet story about Nessus. But here we're just going to go into a lot more detail um, about Nessus, but not only Nessus, about the Egyptian pantheon, which Solomon's going to tell us. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, You know, the Egyptian pantheon is, you know, it's so important because I think Egyptian mythology is probably one of the first... (laughs) Um, like, complex mythology systems that yes. most people have heard of, and especially most people I've heard of in Africa. Yes, um, in that, is, that is
1: a good point, because African mythology as a whole is not very mainstream, yeah. but we can say Egyptian mythology is extremely mainstream, yes. if anything. Yes, so, so yeah.
0: um, that's normally people's starting point into, into um, yeah. African mythology. Yeah. But I guess we're saying... Don't just stop here. There's nope. so much um, more There's complex so, systems yeah. um, of beliefs and pantheons and stories and folk tales yeah. in Africa, but we're going to start here, we're here and <laughs> gonna yeah, we're going to let you know a bit more. Yeah. So, Egyptian mythology. Let's go. Let's get started. <laughs> okay. So, like all great stories, this one starts with, in the beginning, there was nothing but primal ocean. We call this state none, meaning none being, okay? So the creator God, Ra or Atum, which means the all, Mm -hmm. emerged from the chaos of none. He willed himself into being. Do you know what? Like like he came out of nothing and he decided, oh, I wanna to be Today
1: uh, I'm going to be something and yeah. here I am. <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly, he just willed himself into being out of nothing. Love that. And from his own body, he created the other gods. And I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. Mm-hmm. So the way he did it was.
1: <laughs> he sneezed.
0: Yeah. He, so basically. I'm so, sorry,
1: it must <laughs> be being so powerful that you can sneeze sneezed gods. Sneezed
0: our other gods. So from his nostrils, he sneezed out Shu, the air, the god of air, mm. the life spirit, and from his mouth, he spat out Tefnut, the world order, the goddess of moisture. Okay.
1: Ooh, that is new. I've never heard of a goddess. There's so many ocean, river, sea mm-hmm. goddesses, but I've never heard of moisture.
0: Yeah. So in the beginning, we have air mm. and moisture. They also have other domains that they rule over, but there's the one that I'm using yeah, yeah. um, for this. Okay, so when he sneezed and spat them out, Mm -hmm. he projected them out so far across this chaos ocean that he had to send his right eye to go after them and find them. Mm -hmm. So his right eye is named Hathor, which -hmm. is the sun, Mm -hmm. a devouring flame that was loyal and devoted to him. Mm -hmm. So when she came back um, with Shu and Tefnut, she was angry because a tomb had regrown another eye.
1: Right, so So when the right eye came back, she was angry because a tomb grew another right eye. Yeah, yeah, so
0: someone else has taken her Her place. place. Yeah. And so she was so upset that she wept, and out of her bitter tears came the first human beings.
1: Whoa, I was not expecting that.
0: Honestly, like think about it, out of her bitter tears, became the first human
1: beings. Wow. So
0: remember, Hafor is the sun. Yeah. So they're saying out of the tears of the sun came humans.
1: Oh, see, this is why I love saying these stories because I can just imagine painting. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, honestly. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's always
0: so like poetic.
1: It's so poetic. Oh, I love it so much, actually. All
0: right, anyway, Shu and Tefnut. So remember these names that I'm saying? Yeah. So Shu and Tefnut procreated yeah. and created Ge- Geb, yeah. the land god. Yeah. And Newt, the sky goddess. So we've heard of Newt before. Yeah, heard um, of
1: Geb before. Yeah,
0: so land and sky. Yeah. So it's normally the other way around. Normally, it's Mother Earth, like,
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, Uranus or whoever is the sky um, god. But this way, it's the other way around. Interesting. So Newt, Newt laid on Geb, yeah and created stars and the stars were infinite in the sky
1: so the earth god and the sky goddess, sky goddess created stars
0: yeah so they procreated yeah. and they created numerous infinite stars in fact nice and now it's important that i say that it's infinite because it means that there was so many, so many. in the sky yeah. which was actually an issue because this angered shu the air god because this was the first air uh, god, the one that came before mm-hmm. Newt, the sky goddess. So she, he was angry because now there's so many stars in his domain. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Shu cursed Newt to never give birth again in any month of the year.
1: Wow. So
0: the phrasing of this is important, yeah. any month of the year, because later on, um, Toad, that's it. Toad, the god of knowledge and learning, he gambled with the moon, God, to win Newt five extra days where she could get busy and procreate.
1: So, so five extra days outside of the month. Of-
0: yeah, so these yeah. days were added to the 12-month lunar month of 30 days each. So that's why we have one more day here and there. I'm not sure how it actually uh, works out.
1: Okay, so you're saying, right, before... There was 30 days each month, 30 yeah. days for each 12 months. Mm-hmm. And then he told Newt that she could never give birth outside of these months. Yes. So then she got given five extra days yes. outside of them. Yes. And this is why now we have like 30 Some days, days half September, early. April, June, and November. Yeah. the rest 31. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, so that's why. Interesting, right?
1: It's so, so cool.
0: Yeah, so, um, so on these days, yeah. she gave birth to Osiris, Mm-hmm. Set mm-hmm. Isis Nephsis yeah. and also Horus so in here it says that she gave birth to Horus in other stories it says that Horus was born from Osiris and Isis mm-hmm. um, but for the sake of th- this story and in this source we're going to say this is Elder Horus and the one that comes from Osiris and Isis is called I don't know
1: Younger? Younger boys? Horace? Okay, yeah, we'll,
0: we'll, say, we'll say that for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say that for now. Anyway, to prevent further children being born, Shu gave Newt some birth control. Okay. <laughs> not, not actually, not actually, because obviously at that time there was, yeah, no I was birth control. Yeah, say. <laughs> but this is worse. So in order to leave a tomb, space to create and populate the world. So because of these stars and all of this, there's like no space left. Yeah. Um, and so Shu was getting angry because now the great creator god couldn't create more things. Yeah. So in order to create space for a tomb to populate the world, Shu decided to divorce the couple.
1: <clears throat> right.
0: So talk about terrible in law, like yeah. Um, so he re- he wrenched n- the sky. So newt he wrenched her high in his hands and pinned down Geb, his son, to the earth with his feet. So there's some like really powerful imagery. Okay, here. so
1: I'm trying to imagine the imagery. So who? So he, who did? It? So Shu Shu
0: wrenched the sky.
1: So he wrenched the sky goddess
0: New yeah. Yeah. yeah, up high. Yeah. And then pinned the earth down to the earth.
1: Right. Down okay. to, separate to separate them. To separate them. Okay. Yeah, so
0: this imagery is reminiscent of you know the story of Atlas having to hold, hold up, up, up the up sky. The yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like that sort of power and you know yeah. holding up the sky from the earth sort of yeah. thing. And apparently yeah. that could be where the inspiration sort of came from. Um
1: Yep, that's true.
0: Yeah, so, um, these seven gods, um, can you remember their names by any chance? Nephsys. Yeah. Osiris. Yes. Isis. Yes.
1: Uh, n- n- no! <laughs> that's all right. That was good, then. Yeah,
0: you got three out I of seven. I got
1: three out of seven. Three out of
0: seven. Yeah, so then there's also Shu. Yeah,
1: that's it, yeah.
0: Tefnut. Yeah. You said Newt already, didn't you? No. Newt, Newt. and Geb uh, so, and Horus as well. Yeah. So you forgot a few, but that's fine. Now we some. know. Yeah. Now we know. Okay. So they are known as the Ennead, which are the yes. nine greatest gods yes. under Atum. Yeah. And like Atum, they contain both order and chaos. And you find that balance is really important in Egyptian mythology. Osiris, for example, was the first king on earth. And he became the ruler of the underworld. Seth lived in the desert and tried to overthrow his brother, you know, like a whole Pharaoh Scar, yeah. Scar type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so think So he lived in the desert, desert, that desert land. Yeah. And his brother was, you know, the king of everything. So it's actually, it's, very, it's actually, like I actually think if you look deep into the story, I think that, yeah, is, that is Lion, Lion king. king. Lion King. Yeah, because Scar
1: was living with them hyenas, fam. Yeah,
0: he really was. In there. Yeah, it was. It's not easy. Anyway, Set embodies darkness and chaos. Mm -hmm. And so they were both married to their sisters, who are twins, by the way. You know, Osiris is married to Isis. Set was married to Nephthys. And you're probably going to say more about Nephthys later on. So I won't delve too much into Mm -hmm. that. Anyway, Horus, you know, who depending on the source is either the last child of Geb or the first offspring of Osiris and Isis. Although this only happened, you know, after Set kills um, Osiris and he's been put into the underworld and comes back to life. I feel like I missed a lot of context here. It's okay. But it's something that we'll get into another day or you should read more into, but just for the sake of if you would like us to
1: cover it more, we can definitely do a mini-sode on it.
0: Yes, we can. Um, Yeah, so just for the setting up of the main gods, I've just sort of glanced over the later parts of the story. Um, but yeah, um, Horus is, you know, the new sun god, becomes the new sun god, and he's depicted like as a falcon or a like half falcon. Um, so I feel like there's a good starting point. Um, the lore of Egyptian mythology is complex and extensive, and we could make this entire podcast about it and still not scratch the surface of it. But my hope is that with this understanding of the creation of the first gods, know it could sort of like whet your appetite sort of find (laughs) out a bit more about them and that is where I'm going to end it
1: lovely that was amazing
0: yeah thank you thank you creations of the first gods
1: I just I actually really just love like creation stories and like how pantheons start and everything because they're all kind of very similar in ways as we've like pointed out but they're also very, like, they have their own unique things about it. So it's always interesting to, like, hear a new one. Um, yeah,
0: definitely. And I feel like they've had, like, ages and eons to sort of fine tune and make it so yeah. poetic and beautiful. Yeah, and...
1: the poetry and the wording is just chef's yeah, kiss. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Anyway, right. yeah. <laughs> so i is just now going to tell us a bit more about Nepsis. Yeah,
1: the inspiration for our painting titled Nepsis. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to be telling you a bit more about Nephsis. So you've covered like the whole pantheon and like the creation. So I'll be telling you about one of the um, goddesses of the Inead, one of the members mm. of the Inead. So that's Nephsis.
0: Let us know.
1: So, Nephsis was actually one of the original five gods of ancient Egypt. So as you said, she was born of the union of Geb and Nuit, mm-hmm. sky and the earth. Um, and she was actually the fourth born after Osiris. Isis and Set. So yeah, she's right. the older sister of Horus. Um, so she's last born of, of the four. Yeah. And then plus Horus. And then plus Horus, yeah. <laughs> so she's actually one of the earliest goddesses of Egypt, as you know, because she was a member of the Ennead. So they're like from the creation story that you just said. Yeah. Um, and she's considered very important in the Predestinic period. So, do you know what the predestinic period is?
0: Before the Egyptian dynasty?
1: Yeah! <laughs> well, ish so (laughs) (laughs) so from the time from the predestined period to the Ptolemaic dynasty she was very very important and this was actually the last dynasty to rule before egypt became a province of rome so that's why all of these um gods and goddesses from the eneada are very very important because they were kind of like the main ones that were like about until egypt became overthrown by rome yeah so yeah um, so Nephsus is actually the Latin version of her Egyptian name. So in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, her name was actually Nebt. <laughs> also, you can also say Nephthet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I guess they kind of changed it to a more Latin version when Rome came to Egypt. Yeah. So that's so why they we fit have... Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's why we have Nephsis. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same genre of names. It's not yeah. too drastic. Um, so her name actually translates as lady of the temple closure or mistress of the house okay yeah so it's actually very interesting huh? like when i always hear that names translate into like long phrases or something mm-hmm. i'm like oh it's quite cool yeah, nowadays like your name just means something like flower or like <laughs> do you know what i mean or like
0: i mean my nigerian yeah. names always like nigerian names normally mean normally
1: like a, normal mean a long thing yeah. yeah it's it's quite cool um so as you will see over, um, with our painting on Deficis, um she's usually pictured with a hieroglyph or like a house or as a crown. Yeah. So that's how we depicted her. Um, so we gave her like a nice crown and she's usually depicted in this because she is known as the mistress of the house. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not a um crown. Okay, that is a new word. Vocal we're doing <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we have this thing where, uh, mini segue, where we're doing, um, we have to say a new word every day. Yeah. And my word was more atrocious. Oh,
0: right. Okay, fairs, fairs, yeah. fairs.
1: So it means like tastelessly showy. So it's like surface level, attractive, but not actually attractive. Oh, so you're I said,
0: good, you're good.
1: So I said it's not that, it's the opposite mm, of that. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah, so, one point I, for Aj. <laughs> but yeah, so the house pictured on her crown it's not meant to like depict an earthly home or temple, but it's more linked to like heavenly home and heavens because she's more related to the air and to the ether. Mm. So it's not meant to be like a physical temple. It's more like a heavenly temple. So when we refer to her as mistress of the house. It's not like, this is my house. She's the mistress of this house. It's more like she's like the queen of, like, the heavens, do you know what I mean? It's right, yeah. more in depth than just,
0: yeah, it's more ethereal.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs>
0: and that was my
1: word. <laughs> was it actually? I <laughs> walked oh, straight into that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. I actually handed that one to you on a plate. Wow. <laughs> So, Nestis is usually associated with death and decay. Um, so, this is because from an early period, she's she was regularly invoked for funeral services. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, professional mourners in Egyptian funerals, um, known as hawks of Nessus, um, used to like just invoke her um, as part of the ritual for burials and funeral services. Um, and this was actually because. Um, Her images were found in the tomb of Tutankhamun. So if you know Uh, Egyptian mythology, you know Tutankhamun is literally like one of the most famous... Poster
0: child of...
1: Yeah, he's literally the poster child of Egyptian mythology, King Tut. So um, her images were found all across his um, his tomb. And this is because um, it's said that she actually took part in his um, burial ritual. So you know Egyptians, especially in a- ancient Egypt, they had a very specific burial ritual. Um, I remember learning about this in school, actually. Um, I don't know if you remember. They so used to they say- they hook. Yep. Mm-hmm. They hook the hook up your nose and they pull your brain so out they and mm-hmm. they- in Embalm your Yeah. Body do you know why they did that?
0: To preserve the body for the afterlife, um, they left, some things on you that they thought that you would need to transcend to the afterlife um, Mm -hmm. with you
1: yeah Um, yeah yeah that's that's exactly right okay (laughs) so uh, Ness's symbols are the hawk and the temple and also a sycamore tree Um, she's known also as the mother of the death god Anubis yeah so he's another popular Egyptian um, god and um, yeah so prayers are often offered to her Um, at twilight for protection so if you really want nervousness protection it's best to do it at twilight now i don't actually know what twilight is twilight a time or is it just like
0: it's like golden hour and i i it's either the one in the morning or the one in the evening
1: yeah i'm guessing evening because she's more to do with night and
0: (gasps) oh but twilight
1: it sounds like light (laughs) yeah
0: Hmm. Yeah, i feel like it's when it's like at the break of Break of dawn,
1: that like just just as night is breaking into day. Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, and that light is
1: because the movie franchise has ruined it for me. All I know is the movie, <laughs> but I'm guessing you know that's what? what it is because you know how the, they couldn't be in the light. I, I haven't but watched you're... Twilight. I, I will not.
0: <laughs> I will not indulge in this yeah, Okay, but what I have watched is you know in Your Name. Yes, I think they had to wait till morning at that golden hour where they could. See, um, in between the spirit world and the uh, um, human world where, before yeah yeah, something like that but yeah, it's, yeah. An important time. it's an important time tell me which tell us whichever one it is <laughs> whether it's a night or in the morning
1: so um, it's it's known that Nephesis was originally conceived as the female counterpart of Set. yeah Um. so he represented the desert while she represented the air so it was another kind of like opposite st- ish mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm. like with your Geb and Nuit. Yes. Um So, Set was actually infertile. So, as I said, he represented the desert and the desert is mostly like barren oh, land. That so, makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was actually frequently described as either bisexual or gay.
0: Yeah, I've heard some stories. Yeah. He did some things to Horus.
1: Yeah, are... so oh. very interesting. And obviously, he was with Nephthys, so mm-hmm. it's often considered that Nephthys was barren because they didn't have any children. So mm-hmm. And Set was infertile, and I'm guessing there's something to do with him maybe being bisexual or gay, so they probably didn't consummate anything to have children. Yeah, so. yeah. There's different ways to kind of interpret that. Um, so, as the goddess of the air, she would rightly take form of a bird. So that's why also in our painting of Dessus we give her lovely wings. Wh- <laughs> um, and because she was barren, she was actually associated with a particular bird. Which bird do you think? Barren. Vulture. How did you know? Yes. Vulture. Did you just No. No. Nope. Nope. You know? nope. nope. It doesn't actually, make sense. I didn't know vultures were barren. Yeah. Wow, so it's believed in ancient Egypt that um, vultures couldn't bear children. Mm. So, rightly so, Nefesis, who was also believed couldn't bear children, was associated with this bird. Um, And the Egyptians also used to think that all vultures were female Um. and that you couldn't get any male vultures. And I guess this makes sense because when you look at vultures, there's very little difference between male and female. Like, I have a picture here. Okay. But can you tell which one's male and which one's female
0: that's the female
1: no <laughs> <laughs> you see,
0: something you just have to say confidently that was no right answer i could have said the other one should
1: say no they look exactly the same and even now you have to take a dna test to know like which vulture is male which one is female oh. like you just can't tell so that's Wait, why so you don't know Hmm? So
0: you don't know which one?
1: I googled it, so I know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but if I was to see two vultures here and you told me one's male, one's female. True, 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 I hear that. I wouldn't know. So later myths also claim that Nephsis was the mother of Anubis. Yeah. So now we both know this story and it's a very mm. interesting story. It's so juicy. It's juicy. Feel free juicy. to interject if you need to at any time, but it's right. a very juicy story. <laughs> so according to one myth, Nessus disguised herself as her sister Isis. So, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Nessis and Isis are sisters and it is commonly known that they're very, very similar in yep. looks. Like, if you can imagine two sisters that look the same, but they aren't twins, that's basically them.
0: Okay, so for further information here, Isis was married to Osiris and Set was married to Nessus.
1: Yes. So, as Solomon said, Nurses disguised herself as Isis to get the attention of her neglectful husband, Set. But instead, she seduced Osiris, Mm. who is Isis's husband. Hopefully, you can catch along. If you need to draw a little family tree, as you're going... (laughs) Mm, 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 mm.
0: Now, when they say... um, Wait, what word did you use to describe Set? Neglectful. Neglectful. He wasn't neglectful. He was just a bit... (laughs) Apparently.
1: Yeah, so for those Apparently. that are listening... So maybe to the podcast, he just didn't want it. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, it is claimed that Set might have been bisexual or gay, so that's probably why they've said he's neglectful. But he probably just didn't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a less common myth actually says that Nephthys tricked her husband into a brief dalliance in order to con- conceive Anubis. So one myth that I came across said that Set allowed Nephthys to consummate with Osiris. Ah,
0: a little so, yeah. swingers thing. Yeah,
1: so a dalliance is basically when two people have like a brief romantic relationship, so like a very casual, not serious relationship, but like you're all already in another relationship, so, so that's it's what. It's like a break, <coughs> like
0: when they say oh, we want a break. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's basically like a free pass sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, as we said, Isis and Nessus were sisters and they were very close, but they were also considered to be opposites. So Nessis was considered to be the dark and negative side of Isis. Just like Set was considered to be the dark side of his brother Osiris. Yeah. yeah. At this point in time, Nessis and Set had no children. So she decided to seduce Osiris by trickery. So she looked exactly like her sister Isis and she went over to Osiris and was like, let's get it on. I'm your wife. There's no way I'm a sister-in-law. There's no way I'm Nepsis right now. I'm definitely Isis. Let's do this thing. Hmm.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Hmm. Your face?
0: Yeah, if someone came and said, ah, oh, I'm
1: just
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, it worked because Nepsis then conceived her son, the jackal-headed god Anubis. So a jackal is this kind of like, I oh. want to say like, it's a feline. It's in a feline family. I
0: thought it's it was a, more dog-like.
1: Ooh. Okay, then it's a dog. <laughs> it's
0: either sort of a canine or a feline. What yeah, else? one of them. It kind
1: of looks like... No, it looks like it a wolf. A, yeah, it looks like a wolf. a wolf. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, um, Anubis, the jackal-headed god. Um, Seth was so angry that when he found out that he actually murdered and dismembered Osiris. Damn. Yeah. But it wasn't his fault. But it wasn't his fault. Yeah, what? He innocent. He was tricked, but he, he got innocent. he got killed anyway. Like, yeah. wow. So obviously, Nessus and her sister both grieved. And over this grief of the death and dismemberment of Osiris, they managed to rectify their bond. They were like, oh, it's okay. Let me just forget the fact that you tricked my husband into having a child with you. And got but, him killed. And got him killed. But because like, you're
0: sad, we're
1: good. Yeah, and this is actually a very popular image that has um, been shown, and it's known as the Weeping Sisters, so Neptis and um, Isis weeping over the death of Osiris. Yes. Um,
0: I heard that yeah. that's why that they became um, the gods or goddesses
1: over, of over death. Um, burial, yeah, right? it it all makes sense. It's all come back full circles, isn't mm-hmm. it? So. Nessus actually helped her sister Isis into finding and gathering all of Osiris's scattered body parts and together they prepped the funeral bed for him and made the funeral cloth. So, as you said, this is why they're very well known for being part of um, funeral rites and rituals and also why they were seen in Tutankhamun's um, tomb.
0: Because he wanted the best.
1: He wanted the best. Nothing left
0: but the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's a little... (laughs) Run down about Nephesis and a really cool story about how she tricked her sister's husband into having a baby with her.
0: Yeah, which yeah. resulted
1: in his death.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: <laughs> but you know, family bond and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all wells that ends well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that story leads on to um another story to do with Set and how he killed um, Osiris and yep. he got resurrected in the underworld. Yep. So. Just a little speed run for it. Basically, uh, after Set kills Osiris, um, Isis finds his body yeah. and then cries. Yeah. And then she goes away to come back later with more people. And then Set comes back before, cuts him up into many parts and scatters him around, yeah. um, which is peak. Um, and Isis and Nephthys with the help of Anubis, find the parts. Yep. And resurrects him. Yeah. And yeah, when he was resurrected, that's when he then gets busy with his wife, Osiris. And that's when they give birth to Horus, younger Horus now, um, who then fights um, Set and is triumphant through some really weird challenges that involves semen being... Put into people's food and stuff like that. I mean... It's all very as, wild. As you can hear, <laughs>
1: there's literally so much to the story. As you said earlier, we could go on for literally episodes and episodes and episodes. There's literally... Never ending. Obviously, it ends, but it's it's so much like, and it's so yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. So yeah, let's say that was a trailer. It <laughs>
1: might
0: quite a bit of it, but it was but a. trailer If you want to hear more,
1: we could. We'll be more than happy to do a mini-sode on that specific story and also the creation story.
0: Yes, wonderful. Okay. So as you know, we normally say some folk tales as well, um, and yeah, so we're going to take it in turns in telling our favourite folk tales of this episode or this yeah, week or this so month.
1: Yeah, so Solomon's going to go first. We usually have a theme, but it's I a free
0: for all right a now. So yeah, um, I'm going to go first. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So my story is called Feeding the Hungry. And it's from the Swahili-speaking people of East Africa.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: And so it begins. Once upon a time, there was a man who took an axe and went to the forest to look for honey. He found a bee's nest in the tree. And so he climbed up and began to cut like a hole to try to get some honey in the tree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, whilst he was in the tree, a second man came up. He was a hunter, you see. And he he had been looking for meat all day. Yeah. But he had found none. So when the hunter saw that this man is in a tree, he asked him, what are you cutting? And the man replied, I'm looking for honey. If you want any, sit down there and wait for it. Okay. So the hunter sat down and then a buffalo came up and seeing the man in the tree said, what are you doing? And he replied, I'm looking for honey. If you want any, sit down besides the hunter. Um, so the buffalo sat down beside the hunter. Yeah. And then the lion came up and he too asked, What are you doing in this tree? And the man told him, Sit down on this side and wait. I'll get you some honey in it. And then an Eland, which is like an antelope, mm-hmm. came and asked the man what are you doing in the tree? And he answered, I'm looking for honey. These people need to mind their business. But he said, I'm looking for honey. And if you want any, sit down over there next to the lion. So the elon or the antelope sat next to the lion. Yeah. And then a leopard came.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what, this is actually making me kind of sad because earlier we found out that a lot of these animals you've mentioned are endangered. Wow. And I was living under a rock because I did not know that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, sad. But yes, then came a leopard. Yeah, along, and he asked the man, you know, what are you doing? And so the man said, "I'm looking for honey. Can you sit over there by that side over there?" Oh, and so he sat down. Yeah, and then a bush buck, which is I don't know, one of those little animals, yeah. came over and asked, um. The man, what are you doing? And he said, sit by the leopard over there um, and wait for honey. What? So there's a whole lot of people just sitting How there. good
1: is this honey that they're all waiting? Like, what the hell?
0: Honestly. And then uh, Gennett came up and asked the man, what are you doing? So a Genet is like a ferret or like a lemur type animal. Um, so he asked um, the man, what are you doing? And the man replied, Sigh. I'm looking for honey If you want any Sit over there by yourself At
1: this point The man needs to have a sign Saying I'm looking for honey
0: (laughs) Anyway He said Sit over there by yourself And wait for me to get this honey So the gannet Sat down by himself And then A guinea fowl Which is like a chicken Came along And asked the man What are you doing? And the man said I'm looking for honey If you want any Sit by the gannet over there and wait for it. (laughs) And so then the man went cutting the tree and when he made the last hole, he looked inside and he found that there was no honey. (sighs) And then all those sitting around asked him, so when are you going to give us our honey? And the man said, okay, so there's no honey in this nest, but there's no need for you to go hungry. (laughs) If you're fools, it's your own fault then the hunter turned and killed the buffalo and the lion seized the eland the antelope the leopard caught the bushbuck and again it killed the guinea fowl and so they were all very glad and said to the man you've done very wisely today that is all i see what he did there
1: don't even know how to respond to that i don't even know what the lesson in that is i think there's- i just feel like what There's a few lessons that I can see. Oh, my God. Go on. So,
0: obviously, at first, he was um, setting up everyone next to each other. Yeah, praying. And And one, why aren't you more aware of your surroundings? To know that you're... Like, if you're sitting next Next to to a lion... Yeah. ...to wait for honey, does that make sense? Yeah. So, So, when he says, if you're fools, it's your own fault. Yeah. So, they weren't aware of the presence. And he was saving himself because he gave the
1: predators all their think so yeah. he
0: has no issue so yeah. he was wise and the fools are fools for what they did so you know at the end of the day you need to think about your surroundings you know don't wait for someone else to give you food clearly um yeah and don't die <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that is the story. Don't I, get
1: dead, as yeah. our friend says. Our friend <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, so I found it a you know, a really interesting story. Although it's like it's short. Yeah. Um, it's very repetitive, but you know, I think it's like you know those like bedtime stories that they're repetitive. Yeah, I can like imagine rhythmic, it
1: as a book. Yeah.
0: Um but it has this lesson in the end. Although you might have to search for it yourself in terms of what mm-hmm. the messages take from it, what you wish. Um, but I think it's, you know, don't be a fool um, and be careful of your surroundings. So yeah. don't try and wait for someone else to give you food, you know?
1: Yeah, don't be lazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, definitely, so that is my folk tale.
1: Thank you, that was amazing. Thank you. So, my cocktail is called The Jackal and the Wolf. And this is a story from South Africa. I mainly chose this story because the main character is the jackal, so I kind of wanted to keep in a sly, you know, Egyptian mythology. Yeah, I I, I could tell that that's
0: why you would have picked it. (laughs) You you highlighted the jackal part in the Anubis story. Yeah. So, you know.
1: And actually, it's a little important fact. Jackals are actually really prevalent in Egyptian mythology because they represent death
0: oh yeah
1: and obviously Anubis is the patron daisy of jackals with so this jackal why
0: do they represent death? do you know?
1: Um cool. that is actually a really good point
0: is it because they're I actually don't you know.
1: know
0: how they eat carcasses or I don't know or something like that you know there's many reasons why it could be
1: okay and we're about to find out yeah because I'm actually interested so, you found out. <laughs> yeah, so, did. jackals are associated with death because they lurked around cemeteries and would eat decomposing flesh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: So, the Egyptians made Anubis the patron deity of jackals in hopes to protect dead bodies from being devoured.
0: This makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. And now we know.
1: And now we know. The more you know. So, onto the folktale mm-hmm. the tale of the jackal and the wolf from mm-hmm. South Africa. So,. Once on a time, a jackal who lived in the borders of a colony saw a wagon returning from the seaside, laden with fish. So he tries to get into the wagon from behind, but he couldn't. So he ran before the wagon and lay on the road as if he was dead. Okay. So, so like he could see the wagon, he could see all the food and the fish. was like, hmm, that looks good. But I can't jump on it from behind, so what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So he quickly ran in front of it and pretended he was dead. Like, <laughs> like yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So when the wagon came up to him the driver came out and he was like oh my god there's a dead jackal on the floor but he was like oh this would make a fine carous for my wife Mm -hmm. so a carous is like a rug or a blanket of sewn animal skins okay so obviously he saw the jackals like nice like fur he was like oh this is basically free
0: Mm, free free. (laughs) Free clothes
1: So he threw the wagon. He threw the jackal into the wagon, and as the wagon travelled on, and um, the jackal would be throwing out the fish onto the road.
0: As it was getting later <laughs> in the night, yeah, and this jackal is in this wagon. He'll, He'll be, be throwing, throwing the fish, fish. out, so, like that so he can get it later. So
1: picture a trail of fish, yeah, <coughs> following the wagon, yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so. Um, he did this obviously because he wanted to jump back out at some point and collect all the fish mm-hmm. and like eat it and like that's that's his that's his meal done mm-hmm. um so as he was doing this he didn't know but a, this the story refers to it as a stupid old wolf in brackets they put hyena mm-hmm. so you know imagine the hyenas from lion king you know they're like <laughs> Was So he didn't know, little did he know, the hyena was there eating all the fish as it was going along. Fairs. Yeah. So he obviously ate more than his fair share. So when the jackal came out of the balcony and saw there was no fish and saw that the hyena was there with his full belly, he was like, you owe me. He was like, you owe me fish. Like, why did you do this? This was my trick. I planned this all out and you've just eaten it. So you Mm. owe me. Do you think the hyena owes him?
0: I mean, no because anything could have happened to the fish along the way if you didn't secure it and sue yes. so you should have just eaten some of the fish in the wagon maybe maybe I don't know. maybe I don't
1: know. <laughs> so the jackal was like the hyena well you need to pay me back with all these fish mm-hmm. and obviously you still want to eat so i have the perfect idea you do exactly what i did and then we can both be happy you know mm-hmm. what i mean because it worked for me it'll work for you so the hyena was like Okay, this sounds great, let me let me do what you did. We'll both get fish, we'll both be happy. So the next day, another wagon came out from the sea. Um, there was loads of fish in the wagon. The wolf did exactly as the, well, the hyena did exactly as the jackal did before. Mm-hmm. He threw himself out onto the road and waited for the wagon to come across him. <laughs> but what do you think happened?
0: <laughs> the wagon just kept going.
1: <laughs> so- <Press> it. <laughs> so when the wagon stopped, the driver came out and said, what ugly thing is this? Because <laughs> obviously you've seen hyenas.
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: okay. She so he was like, what, what ugly thing is this? And he kicked the wolf, he kicked the hyena. Wow. He was like, ew, this is so ugly. And as um, the jackal told the hyena to play dead, the hyena was playing dead and he was still being kicked with an inch of his life. According to the instructions of the jackal, he wasn't moving. He was like, oh, I'm going to get this fish if I just stay still. Um, but obviously he was being beaten up for being dead. My thing is, why is the driver already kicking something that he thinks is dead?
0: Is he just trying to kick it out of the road
1: or? It just he... says he was beating him with an inch of his life. And it's like, Damn. he had no life, okay. clearly. Wow. Damn. <laughs> like what's going on? So yeah, the driver left the hyena on the side of the road and drove on and The hyena, beaten up and, you know, bruised, hobbled off to tell his friend, jackal, what happened to him. Friend? Friend. (laughs) And this the story just ends by the hyena saying, what a pity, I've not got such handsome skin as you have. And I just don't know what to take from that. Oh. So he wasn't even angry that he was literally (laughs) tricked Hmm. by the jackal. I think he wasn't there's aware left. of his own Yeah, the layers yeah. to it. He wasn't aware of his
0: own appearance. Yeah, I think one lesson I could get from it is what works for someone might not work for someone else. Yeah. Um Two At first I was like, Why is the hyena or wolf being called stupid? Because I think it's pretty smart to be eating um the fish as it came out of the yeah. Form, like that's not stupidity. But I guess the stupid but, part was Yeah. Um, you know, being beaten half, yeah. half to death and
1: just and thinking just it will still thinking work. Thinking it will still work, yeah. But there's a there's a trope for hyenas being known as being stupid and like mm. ugly and. Well, I guess
0: it's because like the way their tongues out, oh,
1: lagging out, yeah,
0: the whole, <laughs> and the whole and the sounds that they make, it, yeah, you know, it, it sounds it mimics, like a fool. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, it mimics that. So
0: it makes sense why they would make,
1: yeah, them
0: the fool in the stories.
1: But yeah, it's but an, yeah. Interesting an interesting
0: story. Interesting yeah. story indeed. I feel like it stopped very abruptly. Like that's there shouldn't exactly, been like a last Yeah, part no. Honestly, to I it. was
1: reading it like thinking, wait, like, did I, did I miss? How fish? would you end it? How would I end it? Oh, that's actually a really mm-hmm. good question. How would you end it? <gasps> How would I end it? I think I would end it on the jackal saying, "Well, that's what you get for stealing my fish." That seems wow. like a typical mm, like way mm, of ending mm. it. Like, you know, kind of trickster story, like a, a Nazi sort of vibe. Like, yeah. that's what you get to see with my fish next time mm. you think before you take another man's food.
0: That's good. The way I would have ended it, yeah, yeah. is as the man was kicking the hyena, and, and, and like busy kicking yeah. the the jackal should have been in eating, the back of the van yeah, eating, yeah, taking
1: all the fish, eating yeah.
0: And that was a trick that he set up.
1: See coming that that back. that is a that is a good double crossing story. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Got him. <laughs> I got him.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll be seeing our book coming soon. <laughs> but yeah,
1: so that's that's, yeah, our no, that's book a great, tales. Story. great yeah, story. We hope you enjoyed them. Um
0: Yeah, hope you learned something from it. Um Yeah, don't be a fool. I think they both had something to do with being a fool.
1: Yeah, they both were actually quite similar-ish. Yeah. Like, don't listen. Like use your brain.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: And they both had to do with food actually. we was just like cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where's yours from?
1: South Africa. South
0: Africa, okay. So where's yours from? East Africa. Ah. Yeah, Still look,
1: no. yeah. interesting depictions of different ways to like kind of handle say if you're hungry, look for your own food type mm. of vibe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's
0: true. that's
1: true. Don't rely on other people to service you. Yeah. Basically is that's the true. overarching theme of both of them. Which was an accident But you Mm -hmm. know We got there It was cool We
0: we like a good theme We like a good lesson We
1: like like a good lesson Yeah we do And now I'm going to tell you The African proverb of the week
0: Yes Yes you will I've missed these (laughs) How would I live my life Without knowing a proverb of the week
1: African (laughs) proverb of the week Okay, so today's African proverb of the week I'm going to tell you and then you tell me what you think it means I'm listening okay. so it is tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today
0: okay say it one more time
1: tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today
0: mm, 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 mm. yes yes
1: so what I think it means,
0: or okay. do you want to go first? Oh, are you asking me what I think it yeah. means?
1: Yeah.
0: I guess it's that old saying of, you know, um, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. Um, by preparing for your future, you're thinking in advance. Um, and it means that you would reap, you know, the rewards of yeah. delayed gratification. Exactly. Or um,
1: well, as Bernard Boy says, you don't come. La la. I want good breakfast. Child. Child. <laughs> yeah. But it's basically yeah, it just me- means that you won't you won't carry last if you plan, you know, like if you if you plan for tomorrow, you will always be prepared for today.
0: Yeah. I guess it's really important for like especially um people who think about stuff like harvest and you know, crops and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's stuff that you have to plan in advance for. Yeah, so to be prepared. Yeah, so you're yeah. not
1: caught lacking. Um, yeah, time. and I actually came across it because I've been recently tried. like I, I've i been recently doing, um, I have an online like planner, like mm. digital journal planner that I use. And I found this African proverb and I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. So I have it like a little quote in all my pages. So this has been episode 10.
0: Yes, of art mythos.
1: African mythology told through art.
0: And we have been your hosts, Solomon and Adra.
1: Adra and Solomon. Any way you
0: want to say it.
1: <laughs> and you know, it's been great. It's, it's good to be back, you know. It's been a few months and it's really good to kind of be back yeah, in the flow Yeah, get of back things. in the flow of things. Um,
0: so much more to come in the next couple of weeks. Months. Yes. Um, yeah, so thank you for following us on this journey. Thank you. And yeah, I think we're going to... Put this episode to a close,
1: yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, please don't forget to like and comment and share
0: and subscribe. And subscribe. This is on YouTube, even if it's on you know wherever you get yeah, your podcast, you make sure wherever. you follow, <laughs> subscribe. Um,
1: and please, please comment so we know what stories you want to listen to next, what you want us to do for mini and most importantly, if you've enjoyed the episode,
0: yes. And follow us on all our other social media channels, yeah, YouTube pinterest instagram tiktok tiktok <laughs> damn we're doing a lot and we want to bring you along in this journey
1: yeah um so yeah thank so you explore very much the world of african mythology with us and we have been adra and solomon solomon and adra, adra. um peace out. out thank you <laughs>
0: bye have a good night <laughs>